it's it's good. And the card's it also, good too. It also sets up my favorite love story, which is yeah. J Four and Shivana. All right, J Four and Shivana. Just let Shivana. it happen already, Riot, you cowards. <laughs> Welcome to Cattles of Runeterra, episode 32. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What is going on? And we're back. <laughs> we did it. We made it back. We're back. We're, another... we're never we're never going to stop being excited by the fact that we're back. I know, right? Every See, every because every episode is a blessing, Hetch. Every episode we get to do is, is, is great. We always look forward to these. Um, but we always got to do the housekeeping up top. That's just that's just how it works. So as always, you can listen to us anywhere. If you want to switch platforms for some reason, it should be there. If not, uh, text my assistant, and she'll get she'll get that message to me. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> Who does assistant? <laughs> I, I need to I need to speak with my agent. You get an assistant, and I don't. This is ridiculous. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> And you can follow us on Twitter to stay up to date on episodes. That's the easiest way. That's at Podcast Core. Uh, it's Podcast C-O-R. And you can send an email to the same name at gmail.com. And then please leave a like, follow, short review, comment, uh, and tell a friend to be forged in the dragon fire and listen to the casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh, okay. I'm not even mad at that one. Yeah, that that no, flowed well. Good. All right, now play the uh, Game of Thrones theme. Now play. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa, play Game of Thrones. Um, state of the game. So I actually played. I played something different from Scarground. So I was going to play Scarground because I had some time this week where I was like, okay, it's time to grind. And swim. Started a new deck, which oh, was a Hecram Lucian variant. And I've been looking for a Lucian deck for a while to play again because I love Lucian as a card and as a character. So I was like, all right, I'll watch it and I'll probably play it. Well, that stream ended and he never finished the deck. So the next time he started the deck up again. <laughs> Fast forward to four separate swim streams <laughs> or swim streams, as they call them. And he finally finished the deck. And I was like, all right, I have to play this now. And it's been insane. It's a it's Hecarim Lucian focuses on ephemeral and the concept and it has like harrowing. Right. Um, but the concept is to essentially never have a board when you don't need one. So when you need to block, you create stuff. And when you're attacking, you create stuff. But in between those times, you don't have a board for them to interact with. And it is interesting. It is a very yeah. um, interesting situation. I actually um, got to catch a couple of the streams. Yeah. It's, like, it's a sick deck. And he's saying it's like mid tier cool. two. Um, but I feel like if you can run it, you can you can do some damage with it because it is very overpowering. And if if your opponent doesn't interact with you, they're screwed. Yeah, um, and, and uh, of course, like like you said, the four separate streams is the po poor swim has just been lost without his gambas. Yeah, like he, he, he's having a lot of trouble without the gambas. You gotta have the back. gamba. <laughs> I just love how since you can't talk about gambling on Twitch because of TOS, <laughs> that everyone's like, all right, we'll just call it gamba. 
I'm like, that's not even trying. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you fooling? Who's falling for this? But technically, Gamba's not against you. What do you want? I was was super lazy this week. (laughs) So uh, I only played like, I played this morning as far as Mm -hmm. before this uh, hopping in to do the recording. um, And a Per our episode, I went ahead and revived my um, uh, Shivana Soraka deck, and I've been playing around with that, except with Grand Plaza, because if I've learned anything from this last meta, is that any off deck can be made a main deck if you put Grand Plaza in it and go to town. <laughs> um, so that's uh, I had a lot of fun this morning with that, but otherwise I just kind of took it easy this week. You were not wrong. Grand Plaza is a very strong card. It's Listen, challenge. I mean, it's funny because when you go back to our earlier episodes, which you should do if you haven't listened to them, we talked a lot about Challenger in like the Demacia uh, portion of our coverage. So it's it's being able to control blockers in this game is a big deal. That's a huge yeah. deal. I mean, it was massive in, in Magic and other games as well when you had cards that allowed you to do so to assign blockers. Yeah, and I when I was adding Grand Plaza in there, I definitely hovered over on guard and just shed a single tear for it. Um, <laughs> like you know, maybe one day it'll be a real spell again. Maybe. Who knows? Even though it's a three mana burst spell, it just doesn't meet the criteria <laughs> to be no. so. They might as well just make like six mana. No one's gonna play it either way. <laughs> yeah. uh. So we'll hop into the main topic here: Mother of Dragons. We're talking about Shivana. Finally, finally. I mean, we're still not talking about Noxus, but finally, Shush we're back you. at Damasia. <laughs> we're back at Damasia and we're talking about the Dragon Queen herself. Uh, and we're going to get in her story in a bit, which is a good one. Uh, it helps It helps us pick up from the Jarvan episodes. So if you haven't listened to that, um, it doesn't exist. <laughs> You're out of control. The spans all over the place. But we do talk about it in our other Damasi episodes, so check those yeah. ones out. Uh, mainly uh, the Garen episode. Yeah, mainly the Garen one. Like, um, to talk I, about Prince Jarvin. Himself. At least one of us remembers this. Goodness yeah. gracious! I remember it. Come on, it's called comedy. I was doing comedy. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I saw your face. I'm selling you out to the listeners. <laughs> But as always, we start off with our spell here. So we're going to start off with the sharp sight. So every spell we chose kind of leads into Shivana's story. Uh, but sharp sight is a card that is actually playable uh, and very good. So as far as the style of the card, it refers to like the Dragon Guard, which is a rank of the uh, the Damascene defense that's formed once Shivana comes to town. And Hitch will tell you about that. Um, but their dragon theme, their armor's dragon theme, and their focus is guarding the outer walls of Damasia and presenting uh, forewarning when any threat is coming, right? And then, you know, facing that threat head on before other forces come to join them. So for Sharp Sight, Sharp Sight's a two-mana uh, two uh, burst spell, which give an ally plus two, plus two, and I can block units with elusive this round. So it doesn't give the unit elusive, it just allows them to block elusive. So it's sort of like reach um, in magic. Uh, but the main thing here is the quote as well. 
which is <laughs> any who would dare breach Damasia's walls will find a full company awaiting them, forewarned and heavily armed. <laughs> if that is not the most Damasian quote that you could ever think mm. of, I I, I I don't know what to think of this lore anymore. Like we would yeah. just the arguments would be done, but I this one is just ridiculous because already like two mana for plus two plus two is yeah something that you're looking for. That's value. And you get that with uh at burst speed, mm-hmm. um which we've we, we've complained enough about. Go to our other episodes if you want to hear us complain about <laughs> some good burst speed spells. Like we we got you there. Uh, this is this is a staple already. Yeah. Um. So very highly playable. I played it in a couple of decks already, and it's it's nuts because the the flexibility is perfect. Uh, so you can pretty much splash it in anything if you're playing Demacia and know you're gonna get some kind of value out of it. Uh, but this takes us to our second related card, which is Dragon Guard Lookout, which is a card that is not played for good reason. <laughs> oh, man. So I picked it mainly because it has the same character that's depicted in Sharp Sight, um, which is Yesenia here, um, who's one of the guards. And in Dragon Lookout, she is the character. And it's a six cost, three, five. With when I'm summoned, if you behold a dragon, rally. So some issues with this card is just the stat line for the cost, right? Um, rally is a powerful ability. So if you could splash is like a one of, but you would never probably see this in multiples um, just because it, it just costs too much. There's other ways to get rally effects uh, more effectively in Runeterra. And then also the stipulation that you have to be able to behold a dragon, right? So... It's- I would honestly think that this card would be playable if it was in Targon and not Demacia. I could see that. Because in Targon, there's no rally effects, but yeah, there are yeah. dragons. That's so a good point. That's a good point. This would, this would be playable just because of the rally there. Yeah. But if we're talking rally, Demacia has all of the best rally tools <laughs> yeah. like and most of the time like you're you would be playing this in a very creature heavy deck too mm-hmm. because you would need the dragon for it to work and if you're in a creature heavy deck you need something to use spell mana on so that it's not just wasted what's yeah. a three mana spell that could help you rally <laughs> Can't think of it. Can't think of it. Oh, wait. Relentless Pursuit. He's not wrong, folks. But it is a cool concept card to kind of fit the theme of the batch of Shivana cards that came out when she when she arrived. And also you have a quote here, um, which is there in the distance. Is that looks like it? How can you be sure? I just love. I'm sorry. I just love how it's like kidding? dialogue in one quotation. Yeah, which I've never. I don't think I've ever seen anything written like this. Anyways, oh, there's no mistaking them. Cover your ears. This will be loud. And the quote is assigned to Andin and Yesenia. And I, I, I laugh because I've never seen a quote done for two people at once. <laughs> It might it might be like because I know like some places uh, like the the quotation marks make sense. But yeah, it's it, it is it is kind of goofy. If yeah, you're it is a very at, like, goofy. Thing. Just um, listen, Riot doing something else revolutionary. They're just they're pushing the envelope, man. <laughs> 
do we really need this many quotation marks? Do if we... we're gonna if we're gonna get rid of the Oxford comma, we can get rid of these quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but let's hop straight into it then. Um, wrapping that up with Shivana. Been waiting for this one. Oh man, and uh, I've might have brought it up a couple times just because of how excited <laughs> I am. Um, but so Shivana is the a character from League of Legends that very clearly, if you just pull up the regular champion page, is a lizard-looking woman because she is half dragon. And that means that there's a lot of lore implications coming just from her character because this is the champion long before the Legends of Runeterra game existed that proved that dragons existed in Runeterra. And as far as her birth, like it comes up like we got to go kind of deep into it because of the fact that dragons were not seen much since the fall of Shumira. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Shumira is the desert empire that is one of the empires that has fallen that we bring up a lot in the pot in the show as far as talking about a lot of like the um, the spirits or the immortal beings in mm-hmm. Runeterra and, and seeing a lot of empires rise and fall. And we go to pretty much right at the end of the fall of Shamira to look at one of the strongest elemental dragons that roamed Runeterra, which is a dragon by the name of Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm committed to saying it in the kind of a Spanish right. spelling. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Riot hit me up if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, but um, so I usually e- go to, yeah, if, if it's like, I, I went immediately to Eva as well. All right, cool, cool. All right, so, but Eva is is the elemental dragon as far as being one of the most powerful brood mothers. So she has got her nest, her clutch of eggs. She is defending her eggs, is feasting upon would-be thieves of these eggs for who knows how long. And It's like DoorDash. Then, so then there's a time where an unknown mage is able to steal one of these eggs from Eva and actually gets away. But while en route to Piltover to have this dragon egg researched and studied, the egg hatches, which this is a point in time where like dragons aren't nearly as common in Runeterra uh, than what they used to be. They kind of went down the path of legend. Um, and then, so... To be able to, one, find the egg, survive an actual dragon attack, and then it hatches is already crazy. But when the egg hatches, what comes out of it is a fully grown humanoid-looking person. So this mage decides, okay, I – this – there's something going on here. I'm going to take care of this newborn dragon – because I not I don't fully understand what it is, but clearly it is still a newborn and needs to be taken care of. And from an early age, Shivana is immediately exhibiting the bit like the magical powers that is her lifeblood. She's able to shapeshift at will, and she can shapeshift in either into a dragon form, go into a fully humanoid thing, go into a half dragon and 
this makes it difficult for her to fit in anywhere as far as in human society. So her and the mage that raises her, they kind of just stick to themselves while he's trying to study her to figure out more about dragons, but teach her what life is like in Runeterra for humans. But unbeknownst to them, there is a tie between Eva and Shivana. So Eva raises the eggs that she has, they hatch, dragons return to Runeterra, and Eva goes, all right, y'all take care of yourselves, I'm going to go find your sister. <laughs> and I love that in the lore, the way that it's spelled out is that Runeterra has wars going on. So it's this idea of like, you know, just that overhead camera shot of like two armies clashing. And then it's like, what it can stop these wars? A dragon. A dragon <laughs> flying overhead just makes all the armies go. Um, five minute break. Five minute break. <laughs> <laughs> Run and hide. And yeah. so – it's Eva like a natural disaster. Yeah, yeah, like it really is like a natural disaster. Like you see a tornado, you get out of the way. <laughs> if you see a tornado that turns turns out to be breathing fire, you get yeah. out of the way. Um, but Eva goes on this war path, obviously causing destruction across the land until she does find Shivana and kills the mage as far as while they're trying to escape. Yeah. So Shivana buries this mage and decides to continue to go on the run. Quick note. Uh, I love that she tries to escape with him through a forest, which is obviously the most flammable thing that you can find. Uh, <laughs> but it is the forest. So like, <laughs> I mean, Shivana being a half dragon, you know, maybe she's just like, uh, can you turn my heated blanket on mother? <laughs> yeah. So she does go into a forest, ends yeah. up burying her father, which does kind of show the, like the human teachings, like actually taking yeah. a place with Shivana. And she just continues to stay on the run while she's being hunted by Eva. Um, and this is like a very interesting thing because it's there's not really like a full understanding of why Eva is trying to kill Shivana now, but Shivana is, has no intentions of returning with Eva or being a full fledged dragon. Mm -hmm. Now, while on the run, she stumbles across a fallen soldier, and in a moment of seeing the fallen soldier and remembering the her father her adoptive father dying in her arms basically she has this emotion of this is someone i can save mm -hmm. so she picks up the fallen soldier rushes him to safety and nurses him back to health and it turns out that the fallen soldier is none other than jarvin the fourth crown prince of demacia and so jarvin after he gets it, gains enough strength to be able to move, guides her back to the garrison so that he can be reunited with his men. And um, like a little bit of spoilers as far as with the uh, Jarvan story is this is at a point of Jarvan's military career where he's kind of on the run being hunted by Noxians. Yeah. So they they do form a bit of a bond, not only as Shivana being his savior, but they're both being hunted and on the run. Mm -hmm. And when this garrison becomes attacked by Eva, who's still hunting Shivana, Shivana does try to just leave to save the people. And is, what she is saying is that 
the people, these Demacians, they really do look out for each other. The Demacians take care of other Demacians. So it is a very comforting feeling that she's never felt amongst humans before. Mm-hmm. And she is only being able to get that effect because she saved their prince and their general. Um, so when she tries to leave to save these people that take care of themselves, Jarvin's like, no, no, no. Like, you saved my life. The least I can do is stand with you mm-hmm. as far as with your fight. And um, here's a weeb alert real quick because um, <laughs> this is going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show a lot of my weeaboo colors here because <laughs> right? now Jarvin says, you know, the least I can do is stand with you. Like, we Demacians will stand with you. Yeah. This is – this is one of those anime fights, like Goku versus final boss of a season. Yeah. All right. This is an if, uh, if for younger listeners who haven't watched Dragon Ball, this is like the My Hero Academia boss fight, like end of a season. Uh, you know, like Deku versus Overhaul kind of yeah. thing, yeah. where yeah, there's these fights going on, and there's people trying to fight the big bad guy, and the big bad guy literally just kind of pushes him to the side yeah like with 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 just without a care in the world just effortless it's like that all right and then goku (laughs) has to show up and save the day all right and in this case shivana turns into a full-fledged dragon Mm -hmm. and it's a dragon v dragon clash in the sky cue the butt rock cue the butt rock you know like no not just the butt rock this is 40 no you play the opening theme and it's that final episode of the season so the opening didn't even happen the full opener plays full opening (laughs) opener song plays during the fight credits roll on like the side (laughs) in a corner yeah that that is what the shivana versus eva showdown is like right so jarvin again a spoiler for the jarvin story jarvin doesn't help all right like he he helps the demacians he's he's there quote unquote he's vegeta one one note as well is all this is taking place at renwall which is a like an outpost for the Damascian city. So yeah. like it's not like the whole city is witnessing her doing this stuff, which is important later on. Yes. Um, and uh, so the fight ends with Shivana with Shivana ripping off Eva's head. And as you do, as you do. And Jarvin's like, all right, return to Damasia with me. So they return with the with a dragon head as proof yeah. of their conquest, which does help solidify Jarvin's place. But for Shivana, what she doesn't know is that this is the only way that she was actually accepted by Demacians. Yeah. Is that she's returning with the crown prince alive and having killed a dragon. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah. otherwise she's clearly a not humanoid and a being possessing strong magics, strong elemental yep. magics, and in a nation that built themselves in a forest where magic doesn't even work. Yep. And this kind of sets the stage as far as for Shivana really kind of trying to figure out this balance between yeah. her sense of kinship and duty to Jarvan, as well as survival amongst the people of Demacia. But this is also the forming of the Renwall Guard. Yes. And so the Renwall Guard is going to be the the unit, kind of like the Dauntless Vanguard mm-hmm. that Garen is in charge of. The Renwall Guard, are, they are 
the guys that are there like you call them when dragons show up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? and it's like this is that kind of sets the stage as far as like what what we know for a lot of the Demacian ranks now now we've really kind of touched on all of them the sentinels yes. the crown um the van dauntless vanguard the renwall guard and the mage seekers like mm-hmm. that we now have like the full complete of like the uh the battling political the armies yeah. of Demacia. which would be great for an mmo wink wink nod nod <laughs> Riot, hit us up if you need any help with this. <laughs> we can piece but, the pieces together for you. <laughs> Shivana's story is great, and there's a reason we've been waiting so long for her to come out so we could tell it. Because like you mentioned, even that small tidbit about how Damasian culture treats wizardry and mages, and her father is technically a mage, right? So she grew up around a mage. And it's like, that's going to be something that's going to affect, you know, social interactions as she's living as a humanoid in the city. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. It also, good too. it also sets up my favorite love story, which is yeah. J4 and Shivana. All right. And Shivana. Just let Shivana. it happen already. Riot. You cowards. <laughs> you cowards. We need more dragons, more half dragons, <laughs> half dragon princes. <laughs> So uh, the card is also good, right? Like it's yeah. So the it's card is solid. I, uh, again, I've been playing with this a lot recently. Yeah. I I love this card. It's a lot of fun. Um, so she Shivana is going to be a four mana four four. So kind of base stat lines that you're looking for, and she has attack. Give me plus one plus one this round. So mm-hmm. she's a four four. As far as if you don't have the attack token, whenever you're swinging, she becomes a five five. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've got multiple attacks in a turn, like it can keep ramping up. Yep. Um, and the her level up condition is I've seen dragon allies deal 12 plus damage. Mm. And as far as with the flip, she becomes a 5-5 five five with fury. So kind of basic as far as for the dragons. And but after the flip, the attack is that now give me plus two plus two and create a fleeting copy of strafing strike in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about it yet in the episode, but this strafing strike is a three mana uh, fast spell with a target ally and then target enemy strike each other. Then if the ally is a dragon, heal it for two. Um, and, uh, again, I've talked about it a lot, um, as far as when we talk about the decks that we're playing around with, I love flipped Shivana playing that with Soraka because it is just a very, a much more aggressive style of being able to level up Soraka, but like being able just to create strike spells, you know, an extra mana yeah. single combat, every attack token is satisfying. That's, yeah, interaction, interacting spells to be able to create them like that that are usable is priceless, right? Yeah, it's super, super good. And the fact that Shivana also has Fury too, like it's like she can quickly become a threat as far as when she's become flipped. Um, but it, I, I do think that she doesn't get to see a lot of play just because she doesn't have a lot of strong ways as far as ending the game by herself. Yeah. But if a Shivana gets to stick. Like that is something that it can yeah. be really dangerous the longer the game goes on. Yeah, and there's um, 
there's some quotes here on this card. I'm not going to read through them. They're fairly long. But they depict from the viewpoint of Lieutenant Jarek, who is uh, acting on Renwall, where he talks about his building relation with her, seeing her in action, um, understanding her as a person. Uh, but one thing he states is his fear of her ever turning on them, right? Like, if she decides she's no longer down with the Damasian plan, then it's going to cause a lot of problems. And with what Hetch mentioned, where you do have these undertones of, you know, uh, mage oppression, um, the viewpoint of dragons in general, the viewpoints of magic, and then humanoids like that aren't what they expect. It all stacks up to could lead to a storyline element where this does become an interesting play here. Right. So the riots put themselves in a great place with Shivana. Um, and she does have a story that we'll reference at some point, but it does it does give you enough to play with. So if they mess up, like put it this way, if they do a bad job of any arc involving Shivana, it is their fault. They have they, all the tools are there. If they can't build the house, then that's on them. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad I, I, you know, a little bit behind the curtain here. I'm glad I was muted because I, the laugh that escaped me when it's like, if they mess up, like, you, you just took the words from my mouth of like, okay, do not mess up Shivana's story here. All right. Because it's already great. All right. You can. Oh, yeah, it's good. Like, and the foundation is so strong. You can build this tower as high as you want. All right. So just build, build the stupid tower already. Let's, let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I mean, that always takes us into our question of the day for Hetch here, uh, which this one's straightforward. We've talked about oh, dragons right. in the past uh, in one of our in our challenge slash question sections. But one thing we didn't talk about is I never asked Hetch, what is his favorite type of dragon? So when I say favorite type of dragon, I mean, elementally, right? Like you have uh, wind dragons, earth dragons, water dragons, fire dragons, and then you have like dark dragons, light dragons, undead dragons, etc. cetera. Um, which one do you like the most in your stories? Uh, and I go first as always. And mine is surprising. I thought about this um, as I was figuring out the question. And I like like the undead style of dragons a lot because it's so, it's like an extra layer of shock and awe because obviously it's a dragon so that's already a big deal and then you throw on the fact that it's an undead dragon that has things like you know poison abilities and blight abilities and to have something that's dangerous but then just being anywhere in the vicinity of vicinity of it is even more dangerous it's just like it has that that natural disaster um overpowering element that i i, I, I appeals to me right all right, and uh, so first, I just want to say it would never be an undead dragon. I already have like too many like <laughs> nightmares as far as just from video games, or most recently, it'd be Monster Hunter, yeah, having to farm. Um, oh man, I, I don't remember the name of that dragon, but uh, I, I it was one of the elder dragons. I had to farm him so much for my armor. Yeah. Uh, the flashbacks bad ugly flashbacks how dare you do this to me but <laughs> all right you know let's go ahead 
let's go ahead and you know pop our collar put on our pocket protector all right because we're going full mm. nerd here all right because oh, no. like see you're talking about like elements and stuff yeah. so i probably would be you know just more straightforward fire dragon as far okay. as if we wanted Red to dragon, talk yeah. just you know strictly about like the elements here but you know if we're speaking like in dungeons and dragons terms uh -huh. then i'd probably be more along the lines of like a copper dragon like they're very you know very talkative like they yeah. They talk they're so intellectuals. much. Yeah, they're intellectuals. They find a lot of interest in the way that humans interact with each other. So copper mm -hmm. dragons tend to be annoying to humans because of how much <laughs> they talk. And I talk a lot already. But, you know, what if we're not talking D&D &D dragons? Maybe we're talking yeah. like Harry Potter dragons, which, you mm -hmm. know, I'm not going for like the longhorn or anything like that. With yeah. We're talking to Harry Potter dragons. I, I'm looking at like the Peruvian viper tooth. All right. Yeah. The smallest of the dragons but they were exterminated yeah. by the wizards because of how much how many humans they were killing <laughs> all right like i need to know more about these dragons I need more information like because the dragons in harry potter are already just like freaking cool and terrifying yeah. and then it's like oh this is the smallest one and i'm like oh well i don't care about that one it's exterminated because it was hunting humans We'll go on, go back. Hang on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, you got to be more specific when we're talking like favorite dragon here. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I think no. That that's a good answer because it, it, it goes to it goes back into what we've been saying is that dragons are cool on the surface. Like no dragons matter what story, are so cool. yeah. No matter what storyline you put them in, dragons are a cool concept that open up so many story paths um, for the creators. So. You know, it when they brought. When, I remember when they announced the dragon package coming out um, for uh, Runeterra, and we were hesitant because <laughs> dragon sets tend to ruin games for a little bit. <laughs> it's historically a bad set, even though everybody <laughs> loves the cards because they're dragons. Um, but they didn't. They didn't break the game. Uh, they saw a moderate amount of play, and story-wise, they introduced the element into Runeterra. So. Yeah, dragons are cool, man. And like, you're you're preaching to the choir here too, though. Was like, we're not gonna like, Hetch and I. Come on, if you if if you're listening to episode thirty two, you already get it. <laughs> we have a problem. We have a problem. But with that, we'll bring this one to an e a close here. Uh, so as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.